What's going on, Wolfpack Nation? Thank y'all so much for tuning in today. We got a really exciting episode today. We got former wide receiver Stefan Lewis, Steph, but otherwise better known as Steph, I mean, to most of us. So, Steph, hope you're doing well today, my friend. Doing well. How you guys doing? Oh, beautiful day to be a state fan. So, yes, sir. Always, uh, always. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, first of all, uh, before we jump into it, make sure uh, if you haven't already, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. It really helps support us and the channel. And uh, please like this video and check out all of our other great in-state content, especially our things since the state fans never say. If you haven't seen the most recent Pac-13 edition, make sure to go check it out. A lot of laughs there. And then lastly, just make sure to give us a follow at Tuffy Talk Now on Twitter or Instagram. So, Steph, jumping right into it. So, one of the first things we always love to ask our um, our inter- people that we're interviewing is kind of give an update in terms of where you are right now, what are you up to these days, um, you know, just kind of give an update for the fans who maybe haven't been following you much recently in terms of what you're up to right now. Uh, up to now, I'm back in West Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, that's where I'm originally from. Um, in the construction industry now with my dad, so I've been doing that for about, a year and some change now. So I've been able to get my uh, roofing contractor license right now, working on my building contractor license and uh, nice. eventually have my general contractor license, have my take over his company and, you know, make it a little bit bigger than it is right now. Hey, 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 my dad, my dad does a uh, land grading for a living. So okay. he's still in that construction side of things. I know Layton's family is too. And it's a lot of ways renovating. So that's yeah. pretty cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Been enjoying it, man. Been learning a lot. It's been very exciting. Good. Good. And because remind me, Steph, because what did you get your uh, your degree in? I got in program management. Okay. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. there you go. Working the same deal. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I mean, you know, definitely, uh, you know, have you been able to come back to Raleigh at all recently since going to Florida? I haven't been able to get back to Raleigh yet. I've been in a uh, I got back to Charlotte. I was uh, up in Charlotte for BJ Sun's birthday, uh, BJ Hill's son's birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. Also went and visited Pratt and Charlotte, uh, but haven't been able to get to Raleigh. I'm hoping to get to Raleigh in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah. Got to catch a game, right? I mean, hey, this I'm is. Try, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to catch a game, man. It's It's been a long time. I wanted to catch a game last year, but we all know how it's been. Uh, yeah. Watch the first game. After I seen the first game, I seen the, the like the stands had people and everything. I'm like, man, I got to get back. Get back. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm I, I want to get back as soon as possible, really. <laughs> so, so kind of uh, starting off, you know, you know, definitely when when you first came to state, you started off uh, mm-hmm. as a three star recruit. Had uh, offers from state, you had Arkansas, Fort Atlantic, Minnesota couple others so uh you know first thing when i went when i was taking a look back at your offer list is it was really all over the map i mean you had minnesota right. you had west virginia ucf you had arkansas nc state so i mean uh you know what was kind of the recruiting process like for you and and i mean you know what kind of drew you to nc state uh my recruiting like my recruiting process was real interesting actually um so i was on varsity since my freshman year of high school but I didn't play it like a really good, like it wasn't like a really prestigious high school out from South Florida, but yeah, we weren't like the school that everybody was coming to see. So my freshman, sophomore year didn't really get much looks. I was playing well, started, uh, was a captain since my freshman year, uh, into my junior year, started to get a little notice from one double A schools and going into my senior year, I went to a few camps, did well, uh, 
my seniors when I really met like Sean Boone and Sean Boone was on a really stacked team at Dwyer. They were down the street from me. So started going to camps, uh, being at the same camps as them, getting those type of looks. They had a guy, Johnny Dixon, who was five-star rivals, everything. He was all everything. So uh, got to compete and show that I was just as talented as those guys. And we played against each other. You know, we that I think my senior year, we my senior year, we might have went five and five. So it wasn't a great season, but I was in the top for receiving yards, rushing yards and touchdowns in my county. And uh, it just blew up, <laughs> it really just blew up. So started getting a lot of big schools. NC State was actually one of the first big schools to offer me. Um, they came down. Uh, I don't even know if y'all remember Jimmy Sutton. He's from South Florida. So he, he I guess he was down for a game and kind of seen me. And then he went back to NC State and told him about me. And uh, after that, I got to talk to Coach Doran and meet the staff. And they started recruiting me hard. One of the things mm -hmm. that I really liked about them is they stuck with me throughout my, my whole senior year. You know, uh, we were losing games, everything, but one of the things is they stuck with me and they were loyal to me, and I told them that I was going to be loyal to them. Uh, I really enjoyed my visit when I went up there. And I, that was the only official visit that I took, man. I enjoyed it that much. And I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm ready. I told my family as soon as I got back, I'm like, I'm going to NC State. And uh, I ended up enrolling early and – feel like it was the best decision I ever made, really. Yeah, no kidding. And, uh, you know, definitely uh, it, it's it's funny because I actually was was looking back and, uh, um, and you know, basically uh, it looked like basically Richard McNutt uh, uh, was, was mm -hmm. one of your main recruiters uh, who was a former cornerback coach at the time. Um, but, you know, obviously you were part of the famous Pac-14 class. I, I think that most yes, would sir. say was, was, if not the most talented, the most – game-changing recruiting class that State's had in quite some time, for sure. I mean, yeah, things sure. like Bradley Chubb, B.J. Hill, um, you know, even bringing guys like Jalen Samuels, uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you name it. You know, Naeem a lot of, Hines. Of, well, no, no, Naeem Hines was Pac-15. Oh, 15? Yeah, with Reggie Gillespie and those other oh, okay, guys. okay, my bad, my bad. You're good. Do you even follow state making? Come on now. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, you know, wanted to kind of ask you, I mean, like, you know, you know, can you kind of like, I guess, elaborate a little bit in terms of, I mean, did you talk to some other players from PAC 14? I mean, like, did you guys talk when you, when you guys were committed about, I mean, having such a big impact as you did, like even like with like Tyler Jones, even as well, that's another name just yeah. in my head as well. For so. sure. Uh, what's interesting is I was one of the last guys to commit. Like I was one of the last guys on board. So uh, they had a recruiting trip with all the committed guys. So that was like Chubb and all the guys, Jermaine Pratt, BJ Hill, Bo Hines, all of them were together. And uh, I mean, I still, I didn't make my decision yet. Just being like, you know, wanting to be like, oh, I want to make my decision after the season. But uh, they all, all knew each other. The only person I knew in that recruiting class was Sean Boone. And Sean Boone actually wasn't committed yet. I was already at school when Sean Boone committed. So he was the only one uh, that I knew of. But when I got there and I met everybody, it felt like I knew them for years. Mm -hmm. hmm. That's awesome. So, it, so like, so go ahead. What were you saying? Nah. So it was, it was like, <laughs> even though I didn't, the only person I, yeah, Sean Boone and then me and Bohan started talking a little bit uh, after, I want to say, Towards the, right before I committed, that's when I met Bohan. So 
Sean Boone and Bohans were the only ones that I really spoke to. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Dress-Up Insurance Group, that has our whole world covered, with agents in five offices throughout eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need, offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jessup protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to go back and look it up, man. After I made that blunder on Naeem Hines, I thought you said mentioned Pratt, Tony Adams, Tyler Jones, yeah. Arius Moore, which I think was the guy that came in later. Ari- I think he was a blue shirt. Yeah, he was. I, I want to say Arius. Arius was got there when we started camp. <laughs> yeah, there and then I remember. Then I, and then you know everybody's talking about the position players, but AJ Cole was part of that class, and he's still playing in the NFLs too. So that yeah. was a big, big class, man. And uh, so you know when you when I look back on it, though, you know you had your. It seems like your breakout season was your red shirt sophomore season. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to talk about what that was like when you when you hit that season? Uh, that season right there, man. Layton knows what went into that season. Uh, Layton was there with me every day, catching balls in that in that off season. Because uh, I played my I played my true freshman year, and then going into my true sophomore year, I had a shoulder injury uh, during I want to say yeah, it was during spring ball. So I hurt my left shoulder, went through all the rehab. As I was rehabbing, I hurt my right shoulder. So mm-hmm. then had back-to-back shoulder injuries, back-to-back shoulder surgeries. Had a red shirt that year. Uh, but And it was crazy because we got a new coach in the process of it. Uh, George McDonald came. So it was a lot of, you know, for me, I was like, you know what? I've, I've been doubted before. I'm not in a position right now where he even knows what I've done because I didn't do I didn't have a crazy freshman year, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna work and I'm gonna work and show what I'm capable of doing. And mm-hmm. like I said, Layton was one of those guys, and this is no joke. <laughs> we were out there, used to be catching balls off the jugs for hours, be doing everything. And you know, that year, uh I felt like all my work it showed everything and it was it was a, a great feeling just because I was out for so long. Um, just putting in that work, coming back. When I got to the ECU game, I got hit real hard. So I had a little bit because I had a lot of doubt going into that season, a little bit just about my shoulders, how stable they're gonna be. I took that hit, ECU dude didn't knock me out, didn't kill me. So I got back up after that, it was over with. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. So I was looking back, man. Do you do you remember what your what your accolades were that season? It's pretty impressive. I, I don't, man. I don't right, remember. I'm gonna read them to you. Go ahead. I'm gonna read them to you. Well, uh, so like here, so you were the first NC State player since Jericho Cotter in 2003 to post three 100 plus yard receiving games in one okay. season. Hey, man. So that's, hey, that's that. That's one thing. Some big names. You had that. So hey, so uh, you are. So you were. You ranked at the end of the season. You ranked third in the ACC and thirteenth in FBS college football in yards per catch average. You had nineteen point four essentially yards per catch. That is ninth in school history. 
Hey. Do you? I mean, yeah, like I you were talking about a breakout season. That's a breakout <laughs> season, man. Nah, it was great, man. I, I really enjoyed that season. Honestly, it was it was a great season. I was happy to be back, man. I was really happy yeah. to be back. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, definitely one of the things I did want to ask you, though, is so obviously when you first came on, your your wide receivers coach was Brisbane Jackson, who, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously left and then went to George went to George McDonald. So what was that kind of transition like? Because I know, especially from my time being there, that I feel like the coaching styles were very different. Uh, I feel very like different. that. I feel like that Frisman was more outspoken. Not saying that that Coach McDonald wouldn't, you know, wasn't wasn't talkative. But I feel like Frisman <laughs> was more loud, and Coach McDonald's more, you know, come on now. So, but I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, e- even even in terms of what they would preach on, I felt like was very different as well. So, I mean, can you kind of speak to kind of what was the transition process like from Coach Jackson to Coach McDonald? So it was interesting for me because Coach uh, Coach Jackson was kind of the guy who was at my high school every other week coming to talk to me, helping me with my ACT, SAT, everything, like basically getting me ready to go to college. And then when I got there football-wise, you know, there were guys who were older. So you had the Brian Underwoods, uh, Marquez Valdez, Jermichael Ramos. They were already kind of in place with Frisman because they played for that, that previous season. So – you know, I didn't really get as much time, with, like one-on-one time with him as I did with Coach McDonald. Like, yeah. the difference was, like, that relationship that I have. Like, me and Coach McDonald still speak to this day. He's like a, mm-hmm. a father figure to me. So, you know, Coach McDonald, I feel like the biggest difference was the relationship that we had. It was – it's a lot bigger than football for him. And that's with every player that he has. You can ask Kelvin, Jacoby. Uh, we're still in a group text with him. You know, he still reaches out. He still tells those guys good luck on their games. Um, you know, he always checks up to see how we're doing. Um, that's that's one of the things about him is it's easy to play for a guy like that just because you don't feel like you're playing for a coach. You feel like you're playing for, like, your dad. You know what I mean? So you never and you never want to disappoint you there. And there was times where he gets hard on us, but you understand it because he wants the best for you. Not saying that Frisman did it. But I just didn't have that same relationship with Frisman. Yeah, yeah, boy. And you and you kind of mentioned it though about uh, you know Kelvin and Jacoby and yourself. So I wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit. So mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, I mean you know one of the big pieces of news right now is I mean you know uh, uh, Jacoby is playing for the Patriots and it definitely seems to be the mm-hmm. wide receiver one right now for the Patriots, which is awesome. Yeah. And I'm happy uh, Kel- for him, man. Yeah. And then and then Kelvin unfortunately got let go from the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that was more just with the more with the injuries necessarily than that they weren't happy really mm-hmm. with anything. So yeah, I uh, sure. want to kind of ask first, kind of like a side note, have you heard anything from Kelvin in terms of I mean, is there anybody talking to him right now at all? Oh, I talk to, to Kelvin all the time. So Kelvin's one of those guys. Kelvin's like my little brother. So me and Kelvin speak okay. all the time. So, you yeah. know, right now he's just being patient. Uh, I know he's been in contact with a few teams. I'm not really sure which teams they are, but. You know, he's doing his thing. He's just working every day. That's one thing mm-hmm. about that kid. He's he's going to work, man. He works very hard, and he's very he's – he has a lot of faith, and he's very patient. So yeah. he's in good spirits. He's getting ready for whatever comes. And one thing that we always talk about, him, man, you just stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Where whoever, wherever, whoever it is, wherever it is, just be ready because, you know, you got to play. Yeah. Well, and, and – and- you know, because one thing too that especially stands out to me when I kind of think back about that trio, because I know heading into 
mm-hmm. uh, y'all senior season that that was like the highlight between you, Jacoby, and Kelvin in terms of, I mean, what a wide receiver trio that was. And I felt like that each of you were very different. You know, Kelvin was more mm-hmm. of the, you know, high point guy. Jacoby was more of the quick guy. And you were more of the all around wide receiver, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the playmaker. And so, but it's funny how the fact that, I mean, you were recruited as a three star wide receiver. Kelvin was a four star wide receiver. Jacoby was recruited as like a two or three star quarterback. And, right. and, and yet, yeah. I mean, you know, right now, I mean, you know, Jacoby's, I mean, killing it in the NFL. He killed it in college and he's, he's killing dog, it in the man. NFL a, so far. That's one thing about Jacoby. He's a dog, and Jacoby doesn't – he's one of those guys who has this mindset of, like, he's the best. Like, he got in the receiver room and told us, like, he's the best. And you know what I'm saying? Like, he's coming from the quarterback room. You're like, that. Eh, you know, sit down, be patient. Yeah. But what he did what he did was <laughs> – it was very impressive, man, for him to – I remember – I want to say he got, like, some record, like Tory Holtz, right? I don't remember what record it was, but – It was receptions. For him, for him, Receptions, yeah. correct. Receptions. So yeah. for him to Catch come us. in and do that and just remembering like how he used to like speak of himself, even when he had a bad practice, he'd be like, No, that's just a bad practice. That's not me, you know. Yeah. But that's the type of guy so, he is and that's what you need. Yeah, so when did you know with him, like this guy's got it? Like, I mean, he's obviously an athlete and he played quarterback. When you mentioned he came in, he like he was kind of strutting his stuff, kinda like, Oh, I'm the uh-huh. guy in here now. You when did you like know like okay this is for real like he's legit good? Nah, he was. Jacoby is. But he like as a QB <laughs> when he like talk smack to the other receivers like I could play the position better than y'all or something yeah. like that. Yeah, or... oh, of course. From the day he came in there, you know, he's just he's a competitor, man. So he would want to race people. He would always, but he's a competitor. So it doesn't it never really mattered to him what position, and it doesn't matter what sport either. Because if you ask him, he's the best player at any sport, baseball. I remember we had a conversation in the um, in the weight room after like catching off the jugs. He was like, he'll, "He's better than us in every sport." And I remember, I'm like, "Okay, dude, whatever." But that's so. Was there was, was there? Yeah, but was there like a moment with him that you're like, or maybe a few moments? Like at a certain point, was it like going even into a play. his first season playing receiver? Yeah, or playing that like, man, wow, like this is a whole different league. The yeah. play, I would say, the play where I knew Jacoby was. Like special. Like you look back play. on, you're like, that was uh, something that stood out to me. It was. It had to be his second year. I want to say it was against Syracuse. I remember he went up and just snagged the ball off of the dude's helmet. Like, it was crazy. Like, it wasn't – like, you would have to be in the film room to really see how impressive it was. Like, it might have seemed like a simple play, but, like, if you've seen how strong his hands were pulling the ball off the dude's helmet – You'd be like, okay. That's when I was like, I'll right, go find this, that clip then. He's a real deal receiver, like real deal. He, yeah. And he he made so many he made so many great plays, man. It, it's not mm-hmm. one that stands out. I know our, when we were in practice, he was catching them one handed, and you're like, yeah, this dude was a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he's, no. he was special, man. He's real special. Dude was a beast. I mean, that Carolina yeah. catch. Uh, uh, in 2017, tw- yeah, that no, was 2018, the 2018. catch he's had. That yeah, was clutch. yeah, no kidding. That dude is special, man, and he he's still making these type of plays right now. So I'm never I'm never surprised when I see the plays that he's making. I'm never surprised because that's just how he plays, man. That's who he is. I always see these. Vi- I watch these videos from a fantasy standpoint, and they're like, dude, Jacoby Myers is the guy in the late rounds to buy. You better pick him. <laughs> he's going to be on some championship teams at the end of the season. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I had I just had a couple more questions here. I think you touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, who would you say was the most influential coach on your game? On Either game? high school or at state. Ooh. I mean, it would have to be two. It would, yeah, that was a great question, actually. It would be two coaches. Um, <laughs> I would say in high school, it would be my head coach, Willie Sneed. Um, and, I mean, I don't know if you ever heard of Willie Sneed uh, Jr. He's a oh, yeah. receiver. Yeah. yeah, so he played for the Saints for a while. He played for the Ravens. I think he's out in L.A. now. He's with the Raiders uh, or in Vegas now with the Raiders. But uh, mm-hmm. Coach Sneed was – he played professional and he played in college. So he was the one that really taught me the wide receiver position. So all throughout, all throughout high school, I was just an athlete, just playing quarterback, running back. It didn't matter. Wherever. You, wherever right. however, you give me the ball, you're going to get it to me. But he was the one that really came in my junior year that really took the time to show me how to play receiver and show me all the fundamentals. But who the person who took it to the next level was Coach McDonald. Uh, yeah. Just being – he's one of those guys who – is going to wake up six o'clock in the morning, make a whole bunch of cut-ups just so he can have the cut-ups of the player that you're most like. And he wants you to watch that. And then what he does after that is, okay, on a Saturday morning or on a Sunday morning, I'll meet you in the indoor. We're going to go through these drills. And it wasn't just for me. He was doing that for all the players. And like I said, that's why I felt like that was the difference between him and my other coach. But yeah, Coach McDonald and Coach Snead were the most influential coaches of my football career for sure two pretty good coaches right there Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then one of the things i know we're kind of cutting close on time here but really one one of the biggest things which i really wanted to ask you i know he didn't really kind of get a chance to really touch on it much but you uh uh got signed by the texans as a free agent uh coming out of state Mm -hmm. and uh so i know i kind of i I remember the story slightly but i know you had the opportunity to to meet DeAndre Hopkins. So I really want uh-huh. to kind of hear your kind of your your story of like you know because I mean I'm sure for you if, if DeAndre Hopkins was not your like you know like you know the star that I mean that you were like or the idol that you looked to meet he's got to be up there in terms of like I mean yeah that was pretty cool to meet DeAndre I, I think Hopkins. I think DeAndre Hopkins more like holy crap that's Steph Lewis over there man holy <laughs> <laughs> he's no, like he dude is that Steph, know, that's got to be him that's got to be he Steph did. Lewis. He didn't know about me. He didn't know who, he didn't know the <laughs> name, but he remembered the receivers from NC State, though. Cause, and that's all you I need mean, to know, man. That's yeah, all that's that's all He knew who I was. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. But, uh, man, Hawkins was amazing. He's amazing. Like, he was like a big brother Like while we were out there. Uh, so down to earth, man. I, honestly, mm-hmm. all the stars on that team were really down to earth. Him, J.J. Watt, those guys. But, uh, Hopkins was a – he was an amazing athlete. <laughs> There's some plays that I'm telling you, man, I've played with great athletes, but I've never seen a guy go out there and really just do whatever he wanted and get away with anything. I remember we were uh, we did a joint practice against Detroit Lions, and um, they have a really good. They had a really good corner, Darius Slay. I don't know if y'all. Remember, mm-hmm. He was oh yeah, yeah. good, yep. very good corner. Time. This is no joke. You can ask anybody who was in that receiver room. <laughs> This man, DeAndre Hopkins, at the end of the meeting told Coach, hey, uh, this whole practice, I'm just catching with my right hand. And <laughs> we're all just sitting there like, I'm like laughing like, man, I'm like, there's, there's no way. He went out there and really only caught with one hand the whole day, one-on-ones, team, seven-on-seven, all day. 
and really had his way the whole day. I don't think there was any drops. That sounds like you. So there's an old Larry Bird story. It's a Larry Bird game from the NBA mm-hmm. when he played with the Celtics where he just went out one game. He said, I'm just going to play shoot left-handed the whole game and <laughs> yeah. shot left-handed yeah. the whole game. Just because he was like, I don't know if it was boredom or what, but it was like, I'm just going to do it because it's it easy wasn't. for him. And for like the guy that was just, I'm going to go out catch right-handed all day. Why not? Why not? His hands are huge. That's insane. His hand, oh, yeah. I got a pretty big hand. His hand, he was wearing a, like a double XL glove. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. custom made or I don't know. But his hands were really big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well and, and I mean, again, that's why I really wanted to highlight because I know that was that was a cool cool story from, from the moments when, when you were still with them. But uh, so thank you all so much again for tuning in. Make sure to tune in on Thursday as we continue this conversation and dive more into NC State football directly this year. And I know Steph has got some tie-ins with Thayer and Emeka and all them. So definitely make sure to tune in to, to listen in on all the insight. And uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, go pack, y'all.